When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Welcome to the Hank Any Podcast, brought to you by Haney University, HaneyUniversity.com. That's the website where you find out all the information about, one, getting a golf lesson from me at my studio in Paradise Valley, Arizona, and two, you sign up for my free instructional videos. And they go out three times a week. If you want to get better golf, that's one way you could do it. Another way you can do it is what I want to talk about today. I have this new series out. You've probably seen it. You follow, you follow me uh, here on the podcast. Maybe you follow me on Twitter, at Hank Haney. Uh, but if you have ever probably Googled anything on golf or looked at any golf site, uh, they're probably following you everywhere with my one-shot slice fix. This is a program that I developed after all these years of teaching, to help people fix their slice. It just so happens that 90% of all golfers who play the game uh, slice the ball left to right for a right-handed player, right to left for a left-handed player. They slice the ball. I always say if there's a road you take to playing good golf, nowhere on that road is there a slice. You can go from slicing to hooking to good golf. You can go from hooking to good golf. You can go from slicing to hooking to learning to fade it, and you're at great golf. But nowhere on that road can you go directly from slicing to good golf. It doesn't happen. Every better player in the history of the game of golf, the long, illustrious history of the game of golf, every better player has fought a hook at one time or another. Every every better player. Even the ones that predominantly played fates like Trevino or Ben Hogan. They fought hooks. And I'll tell you what, when Lee Trevino hooked the ball terrible, which he hated, or Ben Hogan hooked the ball terrible, which he hated, they were still a lot better than any of us when they when they did that. So you got to fix your slice. I've got a whole uh, program that I take you through uh, 
And it's all proven beyond a shadow of a doubt that it works. I've given over 70,000 lessons to amateur golfers. Uh, One day, to prove my fix-your-slice theory, I was doing something for Golf Digest. We lined up 50 slicers at one of my driving ranges in Dallas, Texas. And everyone was a guaranteed slicer of the golf ball. I had never seen any one of them swing. And I individually went down the row and put everybody through this whole program, my uh, counter slice sequence, we call it. And 50 out of 50 hooked the golf ball. I, I'll tell people that you'll, you'll hook the ball on your, on your first ball you hit. Five minutes and your first ball you, you, you hit. So anyway, what I want to take you through t- t- today is, is I, I had somebody on uh, Twitter track me down. And he, uh, it, we've, had, we've, we've had thousands and thousands and thousands of people that have had their slice fix with my counter slice sequence and, and uh, the five-minute uh, slice fix. You can find it online if you're if you're if you're a slicer, but but you you've got to follow the directions. You got to go through everything, and of course I'm not there with you. Uh, if I was, it would be you know a hundred percent for sure it was going to happen, but it should happen anyways because because it's happened for for so many people. You know the feedback that we're getting is absolutely fantastic, but occasionally you'll have somebody that you know they need a little extra help. Which I'm, I'm there to provide it for you. By the way, I, I don't want. I, I, I want to see everybody get better. This is my like mission to help people fix their slice, help people become a better golfer. So I get this message on Twitter. This guy tracks me down, and of course, you know, I, I, I could just blow it off and and say, you know, uh, f you, and uh, you know, go, go get your refund or whatever. Because the the, the, the the whole program's totally guaranteed. Like it's a 365 day guarantee. It's guaranteed for a year. You can you can use the whole thing for a year. All my video lessons for a year, and then you can still get your money back. But anyway, this guy sends me a message. He goes, I, you know, and he sounds like you know. I, I I'm not gonna say his name, but he, you know, when I get this message, I'm th- you know right away. I gotta tell you, it pisses me off a little bit. Okay, that's just that's just the way it is. But you know, I recover. I'm gonna help him. So I go. Uh, he, he, I, he, here's the message I get. I tried your five-minute slice fix yesterday at the range. I can already tell by reading the first last, you know, sentence that this probably isn't going to be a positive message. 70 balls and not one draw, okay? Or hook, he says. 24 straight balls. Well, okay. 24 out of 70 straight. Eh, if you're a slicer, that's probably not, not, not too bad. Uh, but it's not, but we, want, we want that ball hooking. He said, of the other 46... Or a combination of fades or, or, and slices. He puts an expo, exclamation point. I go, okay, thanks, bud, for the exclamation point. That's good. So disappointed, he says. Angry and frustrated in light of your guarantee and the money I paid performance golf. Okay, so right away I'm thinking, first off, what, what, what the fuck are you disappointed about? And what are you angry about? And what are you frustrated about? Get your fucking money back. I mean... And he puts, and he puts. Now what? Exclamation point. Now what? Call the company. Call the number. Email them and get your money back. 
It's like really simple. That's how. That's what it is. It's like, what do you mean now what? I mean, really? Are you fucking kidding me? Get your money back. Okay. I mean, like, and, and you know what? But I, I, I don't leave it at that. I, I got I to gotta help this guy a little bit. I go, uh, Bob, you are certainly in the minority and need to review the tapes to see what you are missing. Like, you know, one of my biggest things in life is, is, is you have to be able to accept responsibility. Like, I'm accepting responsibility because this guy did not do as good as he, he wanted to do. Is he accepting responsibility? Okay. Uh, no, he's not accepting responsibility. I told him, hey, you're in the minority, bud. Uh, it's working for other people, <laughs> like a lot of other people. You got to be thinking, what am I not getting here? What am I not doing? What am I not following? Oh, boy, this goes on and on. And on. So I got to take you through this whole thing. I said, make the necessary adjustments I suggested to your driver. Did you do that? See, because that's the first thing I think. I said, are you using a driver that's set up correctly for you? See, the first thing I'm thinking is what kind of driver does this guy have? Do I have a fighting chance to get this guy to hit the golf ball straight or with a little bit of draw? Because if you're a 20 handicapper, which he tells me he was, he drives it between 240 and 260, which first off, that means he flies it. If he drives at 240, he flies at maybe 220. Maybe. Okay? Maybe. So he's he's flying at 220, maybe. Okay? He's a 20 handicap. That's what he tells me. He says, I, I have a I have a nine-degree driver. I'm like, you got a nine-degree driver. Really? What are you doing? with a nine-degree driver. I said, Dustin Johnson uses a ten-and-a-half-degree driver, and he hits at 320. You hit it, like, 240 on the roll, and you're using a nine-degree driver? Doesn't make much sense, does it? Question mark, I put. Use your three-wood and see if you can draw that club because that driver isn't right for you. And adjust the three-wood with more loft also because today's three-woods are not very good. They're, they're set up with too little loft. They're, they're designed to, to spin less, and they won't get in the air. And that's why <laughs> Dustin Johnson, who's one of the most powerful players on tour, uses a four-wood, and he's got a seven-wood. Why, why do you think, you know, I'm just posing this question to everybody out there. Why do you think a player who hits at 320 yards – off the tee is using a four wood and a seven wood. I'll, I'll answer that question for you. The reason they're doing that, and this is the trend on tour, uh, is because the three woods today are so poorly designed that they won't even get the ball in the air. I mean, as a matter of fact, I posed this question to, to Tommy Armour, and Tommy is, is, is played the, has played the tour forever, a good friend of mine, Tommy Armour III. And I said to him, I said, Tommy, I said, are there any three woods that will get in the air? And he goes, no, none of them. I mean, it's just, it's like the clubs are so poorly designed. So when the average golfer takes out a nine degree driver and a three wood, 
that's set up like today's three woods are, the only way they're going to get the ball in the air is to slice the ball. Other than that, the ball won't even get in the air. And if you're if you're hitting the ball that's going ten feet off the ground and slicing, it is impossible to fix your slice because to fix your slice, I have to square the club face relative to the path of the swing. And if I square the club face relative to the path of the swing, that's going to reduce the loft of the club. And if you're only hitting it 10 feet off the ground to begin with, how are you going to even get the ball in the air? So this is my original original thinking. And I told the guy, I said, I could give you the greatest lesson in the world that's ever been seen. But a 20 handicap shouldn't be using a nine-degree driver ever. And then I put in, again, ever, using his exclamation point. And he goes, I did adjust it up to 10 degrees, and it made a small difference. Well, okay, there you go. Put it up to 12, and you might have a chance. But you know, how in the world did this guy buy a nine-degree driver? Crazy. I said, that's not close enough. And you also need to put it on an upright setting. Of course, you didn't do that either. When you put it on an upright setting, that brings the toe up in the air. It'll close the face a little bit. Increasing the loft will also close the face. So at least you got a fighting chance. But somebody that drives the ball, a 20 handicap, does not use a 9-degree driver. When touring pros are using a 10.5, 10 degrees, Dustin Johnson using a 10.5 degree, and this guy's a 20 handicap, 61 years old, hits at 220 yards in the air, and he's using a 9-degree driver, there's no chance, zero chance. So now we get to see, we, see it, 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 it didn't take me long to get to the reason why, and this guy wants to blame me. He says, what am I supposed to do now? What do you do now? Go get a fucking uh, uh, the refund. Nobody's keeping you from doing that. I mean, they'll give your money back in a heartbeat, bud. But, you know, when, when like 100,000 people have, have been fixed by this, maybe you might, it might you know, this, this counter slice sequence, I have 100,000 people been fixed by. Maybe, just maybe, uh, you know, something might be wrong that you're doing. <laughs> you ever think about that? Oh, man. Yeah. He goes, uh, I, I said, I said, hit a three-wood on a tee. I said, I can't hit a three-wood off the turf the way these three-woods are designed. Because he said, I tried the three-wood. It didn't work. He said, I tried the three-wood off the turf, and it was disastrous results. <laughs> you're a 20 handicap. Hitting a driver 220, you're not going to be able to hit today's three-woods off the turf. Uh, he actually got a laugh out of him. He said, huh, great point. I said, uh, <laughs> I'm going out of my way to help you. This is what I said to him. See, now I'm, I'm, I'm having a little talk with him. I'm going out of my way to help you. And you aren't a good golfer. Mind if I ask you a question? Are you always this negative or just when I'm trying to help? And then I put in my next sentence, I put, I'd appreciate an attitude adjustment. <laughs> Uh, he goes, not sure I've been negative, but would welcome feedback on that. Okay. Well, that's good. You just got some. Just how about you just concentrate, think about what I told you, think about what's in the videos, and maybe, just maybe, you'll get some better results instead of immediately doubting the information that you're getting that has worked for like 100,000 other people. <laughs> If that thought ever crossed your mind, 
You know, so much of coaching is not just what you, you know, are telling people to do. It's, it's how you get them to do it. That's what I'm sharing with you right here. All right. I said, today's three woods are awful. Not enough loft. When you're in the tour, pros are using five woods as today's three woods. You have zero chance at a three wood off the turf if you're a 20 handicap slicer. Zero. He goes, I believe that. Have you, I said this, have you asked yourself this question? Why is Hank Haney fixed every slicer in one swing and it's not working for me? What am I doing or what am I not doing enough of? I said, send me a video of your swing. I gave him my email address. He sends me back. He said, uh, he said, you know what? I have asked that question over and over. I tried, I tried to see what I was doing wrong, but I haven't been able to fix it. And he tells me he sent me a video. I, I said, he said he couldn't get it to come through on my email. I gave him my phone number. I said, you text it to me. Text, let me see this swing of yours. I want to see what you're doing wrong. I said, nine-degree driver, I see this all the time. That isn't remotely close to what you should have. And I asked him, what driver does he have? He, now he tells me, he says, he's moved it to a 10-degree. It's still not enough. He said, I have a brand-new tailor-made Stealth. Great. That's a great driver, except you wasted your money because you bought the one with the wrong loft. I said, send me a picture of your driver. I want to see what it looks like because I want to I want to see where you got this thing set. Sure enough, he had it, he did have it on the higher loft. Not enough, though. I said, you bought a brand-new stealth driver and bought nine degrees and you're a 20 handicap? Oh, my God. He said, I wanted custom-fit clubs. He said, call me crazy, but they, they, sent, they sold them to me. You know, this is the problem. These, these club fitters, they don't, first off, they don't know how to teach golf, okay? They know a lot about golf. They know a lot about equipment, but they don't know how to teach golf. So what they're going to do is they're going to give you a club – that is going to probably just go farther and how to in a club that maybe you can play better with with your crappy swing they're not going to give you a club that's going to help you swing better not at all they they couldn't care less about that because they, they, they don't know how to how to do that what they're going to do is they're just going to give you a club that maybe goes far. Now, if you're somebody who slices the ball, you got the club face open relative to the path of your swing, your ball's spinning too much. They don't know to tell you to square the face. They don't know how to tell you to get the path better. They don't know how to tell you to get your release better or, or where your release point should be. They don't know how to explain the arc and the plane of the swing to you. They don't know how to explain all these things that I simply show people in my one-shot slice fix. They don't. They don't know how to do all that. So all they know to do is, I just got to get this spin less, and I'll get him to hit it farther. And if I get him to hit it farther, he's going to buy a club. And how do they do that? They reduce the loft. And what they do that, that means that you are going to be a slicer for as long as you use that club. It's never, ever, ever going to change. So anyway, I got this fella to send me a video of his swing. I'm going to tell you about that next. But uh, before I do, let me help you fix something else here. Uh, you got aches and pains, muscle soreness, joint pain, arthritis pain. My product, Voodoo Pain Relief Cream, is the best product you can use. You got to try it. It's absolutely free. And the reason I do that is because I know that whenever people try it, they reorder because it helps them. 
So go to voodoopainrelief.com if you haven't already done so and try my product and then you let me know how it works because you are going to rave about the product because it's going to work for you. Voodoopainrelief.com. Go there and check it out. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's reality podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go, like, how do I detach from my this idea of, what do, is, that, is that my baggage? It look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so I'm, I'm, I'm continuing with this lesson from this guy that tracked me down on uh, Twitter. He is somebody who subscribed to my One Shot Slice Fix, which, by the way, is a 365-day guarantee. You can use it for that long, and then you can go and get your money back if you want. You know, and rip me off. I don't care. I just want to see people get better. You can use the thing for 364 days, and then just go get your money back. Just go do it. The fact is, this this product and my lessons have helped like thousands and thousands and thousands of people. I think it's like a hundred thousand by now. Okay, 
so if you've got a slice, you can get this product, and I'm telling you, it'll help you. But anyway, this guy was convinced it wasn't going to work. He's the only guy it's not working for. That doesn't make any sense. I said, send me your video. So he sends me a video of his swing. Actually, I will. I have to say that his swing looked better than I thought it was going to look. His grip was pretty good. Ball position is too far forward in a stance. He missed that part. I like to see the left foot turned just barely out. He's got it turned out a little too much. Right foot turned out a little more. Ball's too far forward in a stance, which, which promotes an out-in swing. Okay, but... Uh, you know, not 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 bad. That's just the video he sent me from from the side. And his grip was good, at least, so I was pleased with that. The video from behind, he sent me one of those too. He's set up open. He's set up for a cut. That's not good. If anything, I'd like to see his shoulders a little more more closed. But when he swung the club back, his club face was actually pretty darn good at the top, which is. A big thing that I'll look for that tells me his wrist position is good, his plane's decent, and his grip is decent. But when he comes into the ball, he's leaving the face open and he's swinging across to the left, which is predictable. But his swing's not that bad. But the thing that was amazing is I I, I could see the ball taken off. I actually took a picture of this and I sent it back to him. And the ball is taken off. And and, and I got a I took a picture of the ball. I swear to God, it's like 150 yards out there, and the ball is like 10 feet off the ground. 10 feet. I'm like, you can see the ball. It's like 10 feet off the ground. This ball's not even getting in the air. <laughs> okay, so if I close the face at all to square it up at impact, I mean, now it's going to be five feet off the ground. It's not even going to get in the air. Like I initially said, he does not have enough loft on his driver. This is my number one thing. Most golfers do not have enough loft on their driver. You have to have loft and then learn to square it up. But you have too little loft, you open the face, that creates too much loft, and then you think you're going to fix that by buying less loft, and you guarantee you'll slice forever, I promise you. So anyway, I sent this guy some notes. See, I I was determined to help this guy. Uh, I got your videos, I said, much better than I thought. Except, uh, and then I hammered him again. I said, much better than I thought, except the crappy attitude you have toward me. I put a laughing out loud in there just to, you know, I didn't want to piss the guy off too much. You should easily be a 10 handicap. He should be. He actually doesn't have too bad of a swing, but he's a 20. He stinks. Uh, Look at the height this ball has taken off, I said. I took a picture. I showed it to him. The face is open to the path to create a slice. Oh, how are you going to get the ball airborne if you square the face? The ball's only 10 feet off the ground to begin with. That driver should adjust two degrees, not one. Put it up up to the maximum amount of loft and also set it on a draw setting if it has one. First off, if you're a slicer, buy a driver that's built to draw the ball. One that has an adjustable weight, one where you can put the weight toward the hill, or buy a driver that says it's to draw the ball. I mean, equipment matters, I'm just telling you. And set it on the most upright setting that you have. Learn, And if you don't know what those settings mean, there's this thing called Google. Go on there and look, and it'll have it on there, and it'll tell you about how to adjust your particular driver. And I'm telling you, all you people that are listening out there that slice the ball, go on there and do this, and it will help you. 
I said, I know there's an upright setting. Look at the directions. You know, I don't know about stealth drivers. I don't know about every one. I know about my Callaway one. I don't know about stealth, but go in there and, and, and look at it. So I gave him some suggestions. I said, tee the ball higher to compensate for the fact that you bought the wrong driver and, and put it two inches further back in your stance. Review the videos about squaring your left hand before impact. I took a picture. I showed him. Your hands are at impact, and the back of your lead hand, your left hand, is nowhere near square. You're late. You're late. I tell you in the videos, square your left hand before you get to the ball. Try to feel like you square it up back by your right foot. I said, look how late you are squaring your left hand. Obviously, you didn't listen to what I said in my videos. Look at the back of your left hand. It's way past the ball and still wide open, way late. I put again, late squaring. He goes, thank you for the assessment. If only I could force myself to make the necessary changes. You don't force yourself to make the necessary changes. You practice. You think about what you're doing. You review the videos that you have that I did, that tell you exactly what to do. And you take it one step at a time. And you realize that this is a process. It's not like flipping a light switch. When I say I'll get you to hook it in five minutes, it doesn't mean every single ball for the rest of your life. But it means that you can do it, and you know you can do it. And then you practice, and you work at it, and you get better one step at a time. I said, honestly, your swing is pretty good. I thought it'd be much worse. I said, they never bring me students close to as easy as you are to fix. And then I questioned Markham. I said, why in the world did you buy a $500 driver? You can't get 10 feet off the ground. I asked him that question. I said, your hands are six inches from impact. I show him another picture. I took a picture of the video he sent me. Your hands are six inches from impact. And your left hand is 90 degrees open. You got a lot of closing to do. No chance you will do it in time. Actively, actively, I put, turn your left hand earlier. Back behind your right foot. Square your left hand earlier. And then I ask him another question. I said, honest question here. Did you even watch my videos? Because you're not doing anything I, I, I tell you to do. I said, your club is swinging two degrees left. It needs to be three degrees to the right. You got five degrees to go on your path adjustment. You have to exaggerate a lot more. He goes, I watched your videos even while I was on the range after about two dozen balls. Then I'd try hitting some. Okay, well, that's good. You got to do it some more. Driver on the upright setting, I, I said, tee the ball higher. Ball further back in your stance, two inches. Path needs to be much more to the right. These things will help you do that. Feel like you're swinging up and to the right more as you start your downswing. Square your left hand much, much, much earlier, way earlier. If it hooks too much, good. Problem is it might not get airborne because you bought the wrong loft driver. Nine degrees, question mark. What were you thinking? And I put, you're honestly very close. You have to exaggerate the things that I said. Your grip is good. Make sure your grip pressure is light. Club face is great at the top, which is huge. If you can point the club a little more to the right at the top, it'll help you swing the club more to the right in the downswing. It'll help your path. But go back and hit some more balls and make those adjustments and then report back to me with some more videos. 
You got a good trajectory for St. Andrews, I put. Oh, my God. Who sold you that driver? (laughs) And I said, if that's going 240, it's rolling 60 yards because that thing isn't 10 feet off the ground at 125 yards. He goes, oh, I bought it at this place. Same place that did my club fitting. I guess they're not very as good as they advertise. And I told him, I said, they just pick whichever one you hit the furthest. But you're trying to fix your swing. They're giving you a club that allows you to play better with your crappy swing. (laughs) Azinger just said on TV, Roy launched his driver at 12 degrees. Yours is launching at about three. Okay, I'll try that. I'll crank the driver up and change it to the lie if I can. Anyway, I tell him, I said, uh, when you tee it higher, try to swing up on it more and to the right. He said, how high should it launch? I said, higher than yours is. Face isn't square if you're slicing. Should be at least twice as high with your launch angle. At least. That'll give us some kind of a chance. You'd be drawing the ball with a better driver in no time. But follow my directions, and we'll try to pull off a miracle with the wrong driver. Nine degrees for a 220-yard slicer that maybe carries it 200? He goes, ha, 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 ha. I'll give it a go. I'll start with reviewing the videos again, adding in your suggestions from our conversation here. And I sent him another picture of how he's supposed to square his hand. I sent him another picture and saying, you're late. See, look. And then I had to ask him again. I said, you didn't answer my question. Did you ever watch my videos? And I asked him another question. Custom clubs. Jeez. What were you thinking getting those? He said, I watched your videos. I watched them. I said, well, you got to watch them again. I said, you're quick to blame me, but not you, laughing out loud. Crappy driver for a slicer. Ball teed too low. Ball too far forward. Swing too far left. Your club's pointed left at the top instead of down the line. And most importantly, you're late square in your left hand coming into the ball. It's happening eight feet into your finish instead of at the back behind the ball, even back by your right foot. Your hand should be square before you get there. You'll probably need a driver that's more more loft, but let's try this first. I said, your first move down should be your left hip bumping forward at the angle of your hips, at the angle they're facing at the top, which means out to the right. This will help you get your downswing more to the right. Then I asked him another question. Are you sure you watch the videos? (laughs) Anyway, he goes, thank you. I'll find it difficult to remember everything in the videos. Well, now we're getting to the truth. But I'm going to keep trying. All right. Well, we've adjusted a little bit here. I said, let me know how your next practice session goes. Read all my texts. Make a list of things you need to work on. Do some practice swings without hitting a ball. You'll be better. But if your driver still cuts, then use a three-wood off of a short tee and see how that goes. You're climbing up a hill with that driver. 61 years old. 200 and something yard carry. Nine degrees, not good. The only reason it goes in the air is because your club face is always open. You're taking a nine-degree driver, and you're turning into a ten-and-a-half by opening it. But you're also hitting down the ball by swinging left, which de-lofts the club back down to eight degrees. 
if you had a 10 and a half degree driver and increased it to 11 and a half and hit up on the ball with a square face, it would most likely be perfect. But club fitters don't think about that. They just fit you to your bad swing to get the best results with your bad swing. He goes, thanks, Hank. There's a lot of content in your text, but I'll do my best to glean through it and pluck out the items you provided that I'm not doing and incorporate those in the videos into the self-made lesson plan. I appreciate your brutal honesty and plain speaking with your assessment of my swing. Thank you again for taking the time to assist me. I truly appreciate your time helping me to get better at this humbling game. All right, we got a better attitude now. That's part of teaching. Had to get a little adjustment there on my man. I don't even know who the guy is. But you know what? He's a student. They're all students. You guys are students. You listen to my podcast. You want to get better golf? You guys are students. I love helping everybody. I don't care who it is. Even the ones with bad attitudes. It's part of it. Turn them around. Every single golfer can get better. But you got to apply yourself. You got to accept responsibility. You got to think about what you're doing. You got to have to. You have to have a plan. And uh, that's one of the things that uh, you know I'm I'm best at is coming up with a plan. My uh, one shot slice fix is a total plan for fixing people's slices. It's worked for thousands and thousands of people. It'll work for this guy too. I just wanted to take you through what it's like having me coach you. And that's what you learned today. All right, I hope this helps somebody. I hope it helps you with your golf game. Uh, you probably enjoyed my stories, even if it doesn't help you. Anyway, hope everybody has a great day. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Hit the follow button on the iHeartRadio app wherever you get your podcasts, and uh, we will talk to you soon on the Hank Any Podcast. I'll have more stories from lessons uh, in, in upcoming podcasts and maybe how to fix something else, too. I uh, hope everybody enjoyed this one. All the best. The Hank Haney Podcast is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, 
Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.